We're going to be looking at Psalm 19. If you want to open your Bibles to that, it's page 541 in your pew Bible. Psalm 19. Great psalm. And I'll be talking about both this and uh, the 1 Corinthians passage. So both Psalm 19 and 1 Corinthians 1. So, if you're following along, there's a couple of words I'll kind of tweak, and you'll see where that is. Psalm 19, this is the word of God. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens he has pitched a tent for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming forth from his pavilion, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens and makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is hidden from its heat. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The statutes of the law are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commandments of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are sure and altogether righteous. They're more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweet, sweeter than honey, the honey from the, the comb. By them is your servant warned, and in keeping them is great reward. Who can discern his errors? Cleanse me from my secret or my hidden faults. Hold me or keep me, your servants, also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. Then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. And so may the words of my mouth and the meditation in our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Let's pray. Lord, in the words of the psalm, may the words of my mouth, meditations of our hearts, be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our foundation and our hope. In Jesus' name, amen. I do laundry. I started doing laundry, I don't know when, it was when I started running, um, because when I'd get home, my, my clothes were just saturated, and you know, I didn't want to hang the drippy stuff, and you know, my wife didn't want to do that, so I started doing laundry, and then I just kept doing laundry, so I, I keep doing the laundry. Now, when I do the laundry, you're interested, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't divide things like, you know, I, you know, like delicates, and, and I divide things by the degree of dirt, soil. So, you know, in my line of work, you don't get too dirty, you know what I'm saying? So there's that kind of clothes, the work clothes, and then, and then I got my running clothes and my exercise, they're just kind of, you know, wet. And then I, sometimes, like this time of year, I get out and, you know, do gardening and such, so there's like a really, so there's three piles, not according to delicates and colors, and, and, uh, and, but sometimes there's stains. Don't, you know, in laundering, that's a problem. Do you ever use stain stick? 
This is audience participation. It's a great product, isn't it? I mean, you rub it on there, and the stain gets out, and sometimes it discolors. Do you see the stain on my tie? I'm serious here. I, have a, I got this tie, TJ Maxx, by the way, guys. $9, you can get ties. And so there's a stain, and, I, and it's like stain stick is like, is it a grease stain? Or I don't know what kind of stain it is. It, it appeared the day after I got it, after I wore it. And am I boring you? With, <laughs> you well, let's, let's talk about the Bible. So Psalm 19. The heavens declare the glory of God. That is a wonderful psalm. The heavens declare the glory of God. I want you to listen carefully to the language. The heavens declare. The heavens cry out. The line goes out. Their voice goes out. The heavens themselves. The starry sky. You can imagine the psalmist standing out on the night, looking up at the great expanse and the, and the starry. And it's declaring. It's proclaiming. It's revealing the glory of God. And, and, and so the psalmist hears what it is that's being revealed. It's the glory of God. It's the radiance of God. It's the vastness of God. It's behind the splendor of this created universe. There is a God that is, and, and the universe, the glory of the universe, reveals something of the majesty and the splendor and the radiance and the vastness of God. The problem is we have a hard time paying attention. And so if you think about the vastness of God and the beauty of the expanse of the heavens, what happens? Well, let me suggest a couple of things. First of all, we're fairly easily distracted. And so we go out and we look at the night sky, but we got headphones on and we're like, ah, oh, cool, you know, what's on? <laughs> or we become arrogant. And we look at the vastness of the night sky and the beauty and the radiance, and we think, you know, we, we know how that was put together. You know, there was an explosion and a bang, and, and, and we start worshiping our own intelligence, that we figured this all out. Or, more to the point, we don't get out enough. And I'm not just talking about, like, Friday nights and such. I mean, we don't get out. We don't look at the starry night. We don't stand in the chill of a night and look at the stars and the radiance and the splendor. You know what we do? Maybe you don't do this. Yes, you do. We look at the radiance of the universe on our iPads. And then on that, what is it, a 9 by 12 pad or whatever, we think, oh, that's cool. N not the star universe, but the iPad. I mean, that is cool, right? But what's happening when we're looking like that? We're not looking up. We're not looking up at the radiance and the expanse and the magnificence of the starry universe. We're looking down. And the problem is, we tend to move in the direction that we're gazing. We're looking down. We're looking at the dirt. And you see, that becomes a laundry problem. <laughs> because we're looking down, we're looking, we're moving in the direction that we're going. So the heavens declare the glory of God, but we're looking down. We're not paying attention. So the psalmist moves on. The heavens may be claim, proclaiming the glory of God, but we're looking at the dirt. But the law of the Lord is perfect. The law of the Lord declares the truth of God. Now let's, let's make sure we understand what the, the law of the Lord is. Basically, in the whole of the Bible, 
when you hear the phrase, the law, we're talking about the Ten Commandments. We all got that one? But the Ten Commandments should not be seen in isolation. And so if you want to look at the Ten Commandments like a gem, a beautiful gem, beautiful gem, and, and there's a setting, like a gem has a setting, and, and the setting of that gem, there's various arms, like on the ring of a, of a gem, and, and so there's the Ten Commandments. But God delivered the children of Israel out of oppression, out of slavery, through the Red Sea. God delivers us. And when God delivered the children of Israel, he gave them the Ten Commandments, but then flowing out of that, God protects us, God guides us, God provides for us the manna in the wilderness. So you have this gem, but God brings us to this place and provides and guides us and protects us as we go on our journey. But, but the law, that gem is beautiful, but if you think about it, it's kind of minimal. I mean, really, it is. It's not asking a lot. Just look at the first tablet, for example. So you have, thou shalt have no other God. Well, why would you? It's God that delivered us. Don't have any idols. Why would you? Why would you worship the pot, you know? I mean, that's silly. Thou shalt not use the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Let's look at that one. Because that really is kind of minimal. I mean, don't use the name in vain. Um, in fact, if you want to grow spiritually just a little bit, it's not only avoid using the name in vain, praise the name. Praise the name of Jesus in all times, even hard. And if you really want to grow, like uh, St. Paul tells us, not only praise the name, but praise the name continually. Ongoing praise, interior talk to God, praising the name. So the commandment is not asking us much. It's just saying, don't do that. Don't use the name in vain. But here's the problem. The problem is we are stained. That's a laundry problem. We are stained by stubbornness. And so if somebody tells us not to do something, what do we do? Why not? Just be, you know, who cares if we have a little idolatry? I mean, big deal. Or if we use the name in vain. I mean, so it's only a word. And so we have five-year-olds using the name in vain. I mean, who cares? It's just a word. And then on and on it goes. So if you look at the whole of the Ten Commandments, maybe two of them are applicable, but the rest, you know. And so we have this stain of stubbornness. And so the scripture tells us, the psalmist tells us, that the heavens declare the glory of God, but we're not looking at the heavens, we're looking at the dirt. And then it goes on, the law of the Lord is perfect, but who's looking at the law? I mean, that applies to the kids and everybody else, but we have this stain of sin. Let's talk about sin. Let's, let's understand sin as a kind of stain, as a kind of filth. It's like, it's like sin is this arm reaching up out of hell itself, trying to pull us down into its own filth. That's what it is. And we become accustomed. It, we accommodate ourselves to it. Whoa, I'm getting way too carried away here. Huh? Let's talk about laundry. Do y'all use Febreze? It's really a good product. Do you, do you know Febreze? It eliminates odors. Can I talk about Febreze? I'm getting paid. Procter & Gamble is... is there was a story in this magazine or uh, newspaper I read a couple of weeks ago about Febreze. Let me tell you, you, you you're in a rush? <laughs> All right, this is a story of Febreze. True. Procter & Gamble, about 25 years ago, developed Febreze. They didn't call it that then. And they, they two things about Febreze. 
It uh, was inexpensive to manufacture, and therefore they could sell it at a reasonable price, and it worked. And what it did, what it still does, is it not only masks odor, it eliminates odor. That's a very good thing when you have very smelly running shoes. <laughs> uh, so it doesn't mask, okay? It eliminates, and it works. Now, the problem was they took this product, Febreze, and they test marketed it at various locations around the country. And it was a spectacular failure. So they went to uh, behavior researchers in Harvard, and they said, we got this product, it's inexpensive, we can market it for cheaply, it works, it eliminates odor, doesn't just mask odors, why aren't people buying this stuff? And so it was a very interesting article about the research they did. Bottom line, bottom line is something everybody at church knows. The bottom line was, that the people that they were marketing Febreze to didn't know they needed it. So, I've used this illustration before. If you walk into a house where people are cooking with garlic, you walk in that house, it's like, whoa, people that are cooking, they don't know. You don't take a shower for a week, you don't know it, everybody else knows it. So, the people they were marketing to didn't know they needed it. They had accommodated. So what did uh, Procter & Gamble do? They added some scent, now that famous Febreze scent, and they remarketed it in a different way, which is a whole different story. And now it's one of the most successful products that Procter & Gamble has because of what they did. The problem was that we come used, become used to the stain. We become used to the stink. We accommodate ourselves. And so we don't even know our own bad behavior. We don't know the sin. We don't know the stench. We don't know the stain. So the glory is uh, the heavens are revealing the glory of God, but we're not looking. And the law is proclaiming the truth of God, but we're stained by stubbornness and we're not paying attention. So, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, God essentially entered the dirt. God became one of us. God entered our realm in Christ Jesus. And if you think about it, this body is mostly dirt. That's both physiologically true and theologically true. Genesis. God created Adam, Adam, out of the dirt, out of the dust, breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and this dirt became a living being. And at the end, from dust we came and to dust, because that's all this really is. God became one of us. God became dirt in one of us. And so the glory of God came to us in Jesus. And Jesus proclaimed to us the things of the kingdom. He told us about the love of the, of the kingdom of God. He loved those who were unlovable. He died for us, taking our sin, our stain, our filth in his body. By his wounds are we made clean. He died taking our sin, and he entered the dirt, the tomb. And on the third day, he rose again in order to live in us. We are cleansed from within, if you will receive. A couple of weeks from now, I'll run a race, a trail race, 
It's called Muddy Sneaker. Guess what happens at the end of the race? I, I love being immature, I'll tell you what. We are covered with mud, caked mud. It's so much fun running in the mud. And I'll tell you what, that kind of mud, that kind of filth, it's easy to get off. You just hose it down, it just washes off. But the stain, you know that stain? You know that stain that just sticks and you can't get over it? You know that stain that you just can't remove? You see that stain? Every time I put on that, I just think that stain is right there. It's so obvious. I just bought the tie. So you know what I did? <laughs> bought a new tie. <laughs> it's true. I can be as obsessive as anybody. It's the exact same tie, but there's no stain. Every Sunday, I don't wear this tie, I wear this tie. This is illustrative. I bought a new tie. <laughs> the price has been paid. We don't have to buy anything. He paid the price. The stain is still there, but when the Father looks at us, he sees the Son within, the Spirit within, and we are cleansed. The price has been paid, the Spirit is within, and if you will, if you will accept, then we are made clean by the Spirit within, if you will. Let's pray. Lord, we admit the stain is sticky. And the closer we get, the more that stain seems apparent, and we see it, and you see it. But you have paid the price. You've been raised from the dirt, and your spirit is within if we open our hearts. Lord Jesus, our hearts are open to you this morning. Our hearts are open to you. We give you thanks. All in Jesus' name. Amen.